0: welcome everyone to the daily cafeffy today is Monday July 22nd I'm your host Carter Laren and I'm joined as always by the bad Majama, who's been very bad Carrie. <laughs> good
1: morning Carter <laughs> good
0: morning Carrie how you feeling Carrie
1: no we're not doing the opening this way <laughs> let's
0: start <laughs> over. all right I'll just skip over that part <laughs> we'll just uh we'll do the opening in the way where you yell we're not doing the opening this way I'll leave this in and we'll move on to our topic. Okay. So, Carrie, uh, this thing's been going around. I w- so maybe I should first remind everyone, Marianne Williamson is a presidential candidate uh, for the Democratic Party. And she is the one who really didn't get much speaking time at all last time during the debates on stage, but spoke a lot about love. And uh, I also would like to remind everyone, including Carrie, that she's one of the few people Carrie listed as still kind of interested in Marianne Williamson as a potential candidate. So we'll see how Carrie feels about it now. Um, this actually, this video is from 2016. It's been going around the internet. And there's, it, the whole video is 23 minutes long. We've got an excerpt here that, of the most salient part of the video. But it's a prayer that's being led by Marianne Williamson. And I think before we dive into it, we should just play it. Or, you know, before we talk about it, we should play it. And people can see what it's like, see what we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, we can have various opinions on it, I guess. Because, Carrie, I don't think Carrie and I agree on this one. I have mixed feelings about it, so. My feelings aren't that mixed, which is why I think we probably, probably don't agree. Okay, here we go.
2: To start with us. So, for those of you who who would like to participate in this, uh, I'm going to now lead us in an apology uh, from white Americans to African Americans on behalf of our country, um, to you and to your ancestors, and uh, to all of your people. So, to the African Americans in the room who would uh, wish and be willing to participate in this, please stand up. And now I'd like to ask white Americans who are sitting near you to please uh, stand up, and if the African-American uh, citizen would, would be willing to allow a white American who wishes to apologize to you and take part in this to hold your hands. <clears throat>
1: okay, pause it real quick. Just, just right here. I, I feel, who's not gonna stand up? Look at all the white Americans looking around. Like, which white Americans would like to participate in their own? Well, going, so this
0: this is interesting because uh, if you'll notice, she asked if Black Americans would like to participate. Fine. She didn't ask white people if they wanted to participate. She just said, "Stand up." Um, and uh, if you'll notice uh, on the screen here, there's like this guy over here. This, there's a few dudes and women sitting around. Like, I don't know if I want to do this, but rest assured, Carrie. By the end, they all feel the, the pressure to stand up. They're all up at the end. There's, they're not sitting down. There's maybe like one person sitting down, but I can't tell if they're white. Maybe they're Hispanic or something, and they feel like they don't have to you know, participate. Is, I'm not sure. A
1: great study in uh, peer pressure and group dynamics.
0: It is. It is. All right, so we get, we're going to get to hear the prayer. Do you, do you have any problems so far? Because I already have a problem with just the whole concept, obviously.
1: Um, it's Should gonna be more Let's watch the rest.
0: Okay. 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 All right. Here we go.
2: And now, as I as I speak, I'm going to ask the white Americans in the room to please repeat after me. <clears throat> on behalf of myself and on behalf of my country to you and all african-americans from the beginning of our nation's history in honor of your ancestors and on behalf of your children Please hear this from my heart. I apologize. Please forgive us. With this prayer, I acknowledge the depth of the evils that have been perpetrated against Black people in America. From slavery, to lynchings to to white supremacist laws to to the denial of voting rights to to all the ways ways, both large and small small, all of them evil all all of them wrong wrong, for all the oppression oppression, and and all of the injustices I apologize. I apologize. Please, forgive Please forgive us for the denial of any civil rights, any civil rights. For, inequalities in for inequalities in criminal justice, to any instances of police brutality, to, police brutality. to the denial of, to denial of opportunity for economic injustice for any ways that a racial element has played into the perpetration of injustice I apologize please forgive us with this prayer I acknowledge the beauty and the genius of your culture The power and the genius of those who came before you. The The power and the genius of your children and your descendants. And And with this prayer, we pray. May your children, may your men men be be blessed and protected. May your men be blessed and protected. May your men be blessed and protected. May all your men and all your women and all your children be Be surrounded by angels at this time. time. And dear dear God, may a great healing occur. We place in your hands the relationship between black and white Americans May it be lifted high above and beyond the walls that would divide us. May our hearts be awakened to the truth of our oneness. And racism and prejudice be no more. Dear God, please come upon us and heal our wounded hearts. But to you, my African-American fellow citizen, please accept my apology this night. It is for you and for your grandparents and their grandparents before them and their grandparents before them.
1: A black Can you pause it for a second? Did you just hear, I don't know if it was Marianne Williamson or whoever was recording, but did you just hear someone whisper, I want a black man to go over there?
0: I did hear someone whisper that, yeah, but I don't yeah. know who it was.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was Marianne Williamson or someone else, but it's like, I want a black man to go over there. Like, yeah. like as if it's choreographed. Not that that scream is chore- but but they're managing it like a... Uh, like a production or something
0: well she's good at, at taking the scream and then using it in her prayer you can see in a minute but okay yeah we, we are almost done let's just let the scream finish and a little more prayer and we'll be done <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: May the screams that were not allowed be allowed now. May the cries that were never heard be heard now. May the tears that were never heard be heard now. And thus, may the healing begin, the tears that we cry may they be cried and thus in the sacred container may the healing begin
3: and so it is amen
0: so that's the prayer Carrie um you have mixed feelings, so why don't you go first and tell us what you're uh, mix-
1: Well, I don't know, they're mixed. I, I, first of all, the first time I watched this, I was getting ready in the morning and I was just playing in the background, I was listening to it, and I, the scream is, it's, I don't know, it, it reminds me of like cult rituals in a way. Um, mm. Like a, some kind of group hysteria or group uh, delusion. Does that make sense? But, but also when I finish it, it also makes me very sad. Like when I watched it, I was thinking, gosh, we are so sick. Like as a people, we are so sick. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know the context of the person screaming. So actually I don't have a problem with the person screaming. I mean, they, there is rightfully and, and in a just way mourning to be done over history. That's yes. fine. Yes. So, um, you know, I whether it was performative or whether it was genuine, I don't know, but uh, you can't judge it just on the scream. I do think it was, uh, I do think certainly it was being encouraged, <laughs> right? That kind of, you know, tapping into that was, was certainly being encouraged. Um, but I don't think the scream is the, essence of what's going on in this video so uh that's uh, i view that as a interesting thing that happened but not really the essence of what's happening are you do you have mixed feelings about the essence of what's happening here
1: i think so well tell me what you think about it
0: well um we we look we were you and i grew up in the 80s as did a lot of listeners. Uh, The moral goal of our culture at the time was purported to be colorblindness. It was, you know, and she quoted Martin Luther King, also Martin Luther King, right? Judge a man based on the content of his character, not the color of his skin. That was viewed as the moral goal of society, which, although I think Martin Luther King wasn't, Uh, completely an individualist, I think he had a lot of non-individualist collectivist ideas, that particular statement and sentiment is an individualist statement and sentiment. Um, And that wasn't always achieved, of course. like There were racists who uh, didn't agree with that and still wanted to judge people based on the color of their skin. But, nevertheless, it was held up correctly, I believe, as the moral ideal for society. So the mainstream accepted it. An aberrant behavior of racists was called out. When people didn't adhere to that moral standard, it was called out and shamed, which I think is proper. And I don't think that was unique to America. But I will point out, it's not universal. Uh, I've, I mentioned in a couple of shows ago, I said not in Japan was my, my thing that I would say to, about Peggy McIntosh. Not in Japan, racism is not considered immoral. It's completely okay to be racist against non-Japanese people. Um, similar in China, frankly, there's not a there's not this idea that racism is bad. Racism is part of life. Racism is fine. You want to hate on Koreans in Japan? Go ahead. That's that's how they are. But so, that's, but that's wrong. Obviously, it's wrong. Right. My point is, the the moral society of the colorblindness as the goal isn't universal everywhere. Not unique to America, but it is something that made America special, at least in in that regard, with a few other countries, and mostly in Europe, who had that goal also in mind. So that's kind of where we were. And, you know, we've done a complete 180. We've now... Now, holding colorblindness as the moral goal is viewed as evidence of racism. Um, And the moral standard has switched from from individualism to collectivism. So now you're responsible for the actions of not even necessarily your ancestors, people with the same skin color or similar skin color as you, who are long dead, and this actually goes in both directions. So, well,
1: this is like Kamala Harris, for example. Okay, so when when Marion Williamson is saying this is an apology to Black Americans, who does that include exactly? Like Kamala Harris, because Kamala Harris's ancestors, her parents, are not her. What what she has? One parent is Indian, the other is Jamaican, and mm-hmm. her dad has said that her family owned slaves.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, who is why is she being apologized to? That's what I don't understand about this. It's just such a big grouping. It's so, well, and
0: so I, I, I agree with you, although I would be careful with that argument because I think it's also immoral to judge children based on the actions of their parents. So, and their, and their ancestors. So whether yeah. or not the actual ancestors or whether it's color of skin, it's, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. Um, and so now, like if you're, if you're a black person, Um, you are treated like it's collectivism because you're treated based on, well, some people who share your skin color were wronged by other people in the past and therefore that victimhood transfers to you and you can demand some sort of restitution. You're a victim now. And if you're a white person, some people in the past that shared your skin color did some things that were wrong and evil and that guilt now transfers to you. Um, and you are expected to make restitution, and so I I think it's immoral this collectivism, and I think what's dangerous about it is um. I still believe that most people carry want to live in a society where colorblindness is is the moral standard that we hold up. Maybe I'm naive about where Americans are, but I think most people still want to like. That's still the ideal that they would like to strive for. They would, they would love to call out racism when they see it. That doesn't meet that standard, but that's the standard that people most, I think most people want. The left is removing that possibility from society. They're saying like, that's not that's not where we're going. Instead, we're going to live in a society that is overtly racist against white people, blames them for the sins of white people in prior generations, and you, you will be part of the society and accept second-class citizenship. And I think the only, if, you, if, you, if that's where society is going, I think you're going to get people wanting to segregate out and they're going to want to form a new society. And the racists among them are going to want to form a society where everyone who's not white is a second-class citizen. I mean, you get the, the weird Richard Spencer people out there pushing white nationalism. But everyone else, they're just going to want to rebuild the colorblindness as the ideal because that was the ideal and it is the morally superior position to take and you know i think if this crap continues with the left this is this is one of the things that leads to balkanization of the u.s and i'm becoming more and more convinced that the u.s is going to break apart Uh, because this this is not this is not healthy it's immoral to ask people to to take so If you'll notice, Carrie, they're asking people to take responsibility for two things that aren't theirs. We've talked about unearned guilt before. Mm -hmm. One of them is they're supposed to apologize for their race. You are not responsible. Are black people responsible for everything that their race has done? I mean, uh, I guess we could go to like what are uh, I think roughly 2% of black men commit violent crimes. So like are all black men responsible for the violent crimes of 2% of black men? That makes no sense. That makes no sense that's racist and immoral to blame black men for the two percent who are violent that's immoral but that's where we're going so they're asking white people to apologize for their race and apologize this is one that as an anarchist really gets me apologize for the behavior of the state you are not your government Mm -hmm. unless you voted for and advocated for slavery yeah it's not your institution. That was the government's institution, and you're not responsible for the things your government does. But they want to, you. They want you to feel like you're responsible for what your government does. And frankly, okay. I think that's one of the only goals of democracy is to like make people feel like they're they're complicit in the crimes of the government.
1: So I agree with almost everything you've said. Uh, I certainly don't feel any guilt. I don't have any earned guilt about my race, or I would not. I. Look, a few years ago, I probably would be the person standing there in the room doing the apology, like with the peer pressure, but right. I would not be that person now. I would be kind of looking around like, this is fascinating what's happening.
0: <laughs> take but, out your uh, iPhone for us and record.
1: Yeah, I'd be recording <laughs> like, holy shit, what's happening? Um, but here's something I thought. There's something about her that I still like because at least she is, she's taking this, this sickness, whatever it is, this guilt that some people feel and this permanent victimhood that other people feel. And she's she's offering a spiritual solution or she's trying to, like a personal, uh, I apologize, like a spiritual, she's not, although she may be, she's not out there saying, let's have the government involved and do reparations and let's do- She I mean-
0: specifically said in this video <laughs> that we cut out okay. that she wants reparations, yes. Okay.
1: Okay, well, then never mind. I was going to say, at least she's the, at least she's offering a spiritual, like you can choose to do this kind of uh, solution to this, whatever this sick collective sickness is that you think we have. She's not asking the government to intervene, but you, you said she is. So never mind. Well,
0: and point. I don't think that's better. Uh, I don't think okay. having a, um, making it moral doesn't make it better. Making a moral issue rather than a legal issue doesn't make it better. It's the moral beliefs that enable legal action. As soon as you accept that it's moral, that this is the moral way to go about things, well, the next the next thing that the next domino that falls is, well, we should implement it because a lot of people think that morality should be implemented through the law. That's true. so that's that's what happens. So this is just you know, it's like, oh, she only stepped up at the bottom step. She's not she didn't step on the top step. I'm like, yeah, you have to step on the bottom step first. Then you get to the top step. That's what happens.
1: So one yeah, of the things she talks about before, before she gets to the prayer, she's talking about A Course in Miracles. Are you familiar with that?
0: Uh, no, it sounded like some course that she has that people take. I don't know.
1: No, it's a book. Uh, it's basically, it's like, uh, it, for people who aren't familiar with it, it, it it's like the New Age Bible. It came out in the 70s, I think it was, the 80s. Um, and it was written by a woman who said that it was dictated to her by Jesus and it's basically about connecting with our oneness and uh connecting with love and being one and it's um it, it is somewhat of it's become really popular again it's like this uh i don't know it, it it's it's a religion of a sort it absolutely is it's self help but it's a religion of a sort
0: oh obviously so, this is this whole thing is religious clearly yeah
1: yeah there's something very interesting about that too so Anyway, yeah.
0: I mean, look, there is no question that the white population in the US has a tremendous amount of white guilt that they feel, a lot of them. Um, And, you know, that doesn't mean it's moral. You should feel guilty for things that you've done. Um, It is completely moral to say, hey, these things that happened in the past were completely wrong, and we should make sure they never happen again. They were immoral and horrible. And I stand against them that that's not guilt. That's just justice, right? That's having a moral backbone, but taking personal responsibility for it is extremely dangerous. Um, because it is, you know, you're blurring the line between the individual and the collective and, you know, someone, so we had a, we had an SJW argue, uh, in comments on YouTube the other day, and I'm just, I'll just let the comments stand. I don't want to go through them piece by piece, but they made this point that said, collectivism isn't totalitarianism, which is true. Totalitarianism does not require collectivism. You can be a totalitarian dictator without being a collectivist. That is true. The flip side of that is uh, every all of the worst totalitarian dictators in the 20th century that killed over 100 million people did it in the name of collectivism. So, <laughs> yeah, it's possible to be a totalitarian dictator and not be a collectivist, but it sure is hell hard because collectivism is used as a morality to justify the abhorrent actions of everyone from the Khmer Rouge to Stalin, yeah. right? So that's why – to me, that's why the collectivist morality and that mentality is extremely, extremely dangerous, and it's anti-American in in the fundamental sense of like what it what the individualism of america is supposed to mean right it's fine to stand up now and say hey the individual ideals that america purported to be founded upon were corrupt from the beginning because they enabled slavery and we need to fix that because those ideals are good but the implementation violated the very ideals that america claimed to stand for so let's make let's realign ourselves let's align ourselves with the actual ideas because those were valuable, but that's not all happening. This is just the, this is how race wars start. This is a race war that you're watching. Well, and, it also, it, sadly, it also, no one wants a race war. Who does? I don't think most people don't want a race war. That's the sad part. Most I of think, us don't want a race
1: no, war. No, but the people pushing this do. I think the alt left, SJW left, they would be very happy with a race war. Yeah, they, yeah, totally. Um, one thing that occurred to me when I was watching this, though, is that it doesn't have a net positive impact. So nobody is leaving here feeling relieved or nobody's leaving with anything positive having happened. If anything, it's gonna deepen any prejudice that you already have or any sense of unearned guilt or any sense of victimhood. You're gonna leave there feeling validated in it. So let's say you have an irrational belief that you're always the victim. I don't know why that person's screaming, but let's assume that they're hysterical, (laughs) (laughs) right? that person's gonna leave there feeling validated that that was, yes, you know, you're screaming on behalf of your ancestors and it's a totally makes sense and and totally rational thing and for you to feel this emotion about something that didn't happen to you and to, people are going to leave there, I think, in a worse place, just a little, like, hop, a skip and a step in a a worse direction um, than they are when they arrived. So,
0: I agree. I think if you're a person of color, you leave that place feeling like uh, it is morally just to require all white people be apologetic towards you for sins they did not commit to you. Sins that were not committed against you and that they didn't commit, which is pretty morally horrible, but that's that's where they're going to leave. And if you're a white person, I think you leave, you know, um, this is what... You know, the process of affirmations, you know, people make fun of it, but there's science behind some of it, right? That what was the, I think it was the Saturday Night Live. Stuart, Stuart time. Smalley.
1: Yeah. 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 What was, the,
0: like, what was the thing he said all the I'm time? I'm good enough.
1: I'm smart enough. And doggone it,
0: people like me. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> right. So there's, there's, there's reason, I mean, affirmations are funny and Saturday Night Live made fun of them, but there's, there's science behind them. Like the more you smile, for example, like the, act, the physical act of smiling helps make you actually happier. There's a lot of weird feedback mechanisms in, in humans that physical behavior affects your psychology, right? And sort of a counterintuitive effects, effects, effect causes the cause kind of weirdness that like there's a feedback cycle in humans a little bit. So if you can get the white people in here to stand up and accept the guilt verbally, Right verbally say, like, I am sorry for what people unrelated to me did 200 years ago, or 150 years ago, whatever it is, right? They are now, That's a, that will be psychologically reinforcing this unhealthy guilt for things over which they are not responsible. And I think you brought this up before, Carrie. I think there's an addiction to doing that because uh, I forget exactly how you said it, but there's something... Uh, there's something psychologically satisfying about accepting guilt for stuff that you actually had nothing to do with it because it allows you to overlook the stuff you actually are doing.
1: Oh, yeah. I truly believe that. It's like uh, you probably have something that you've done that you haven't dealt with, that you have great reason to feel guilty for, that you don't want to look at, and so you misplace that, that guilt, you put it on something else, and then you're like, oh, I feel guilty about this thing that I had nothing to do with, and that i can't do anything about anyway and then i can avoid feeling the guilt and actually doing something about something that's within my realm of control and that i should be responsible for i absolutely think people do that
0: yeah i think i think you the key of what you just said i think was the avoidance of doing which i think is the right cuz it's it's much easier to to virtue signal virtue signaling voting protesting all that is actually quite easy uh, compared to the actions that you probably would have to take in your personally, personal life to rectify things you've actually done wrong with the people that you actually harmed. That's usually a lot more uh, emotionally difficult. It's much easier to, you know, march with the sign and yell about Trump and vote than it is to go deal with the person whom you actually wronged in your life. And so it, it provides you a path of action where you can feel like you're making amends But you're not making amends for anything that you actually did. It's just, you're taking the easy path of making amends. It's
1: a total easy path. Yeah. But I think
0: think that's a brilliant observation.
1: People, they do get addicted to it though, I think. And uh, yeah, anyone who's standing there making that apology is going to go home feeling like, now feeling a little bit more like they need to give apologies for things they haven't done. And whoever was there to accept the apology is going to go home feeling like, I deserve more apologies. (laughs) Nobody's like, oh, thank you for the apology.
0: And dare I say, (laughs) a lot of those white people are going to go home feeling a little bit morally superior because they're going to then go get on Twitter and be like, well, white people, are I apologize. Yes. All Uh, white people should apologize. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I'm one of the good ones. Right. Right. So Carrie, uh, what do you think? Marianne Williamson, still one of your interesting political candidates for you.
1: I have to say, there are so many horrible people running who I do not consider to be liberals at all in the slightest. Um, that it's a, it's, there aren't that many attributes that I can point to and say, I like this about this person. Um, she's still one of the ones that I can point to and say, there are some things about her that I still like. So
0: there what are, are three. The- things that you like just out of curiosity, what are the things that you think outweigh this kind of.
1: I think speed? she's misguided here with the collectivist nature of apologies and and but, some of the stuff she talks about, the spiritual stuff she talks about, I do agree with. I do agree with um, owning the things that you're actually responsible for, and making amends, and trying to apologize for those things. I do agree with. There's a quote of hers that I really like from a while back, where she talked about um, until we meet until we meet the monsters in ourselves and slay the monsters in ourselves, we're going to keep trying to slay them in the outer world, mm-hmm. and that's that's the essence of SJWism that people don't want to deal with their own monstrous self. And so they're like looking for monsters elsewhere. Let me go and kill those beasts. You know Um, I agree with a lot of that kind of stuff that she talks about. So I think she's interesting. I think she brings something different to the stage, you know, her, her comment about he, he works with hate. So I'm going to work with love. Like who says what political candidate says stuff like that. I think it's very, I don't know. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, I mean it's ultimately you understand it's ultimately meaningless drivel, right? It doesn't
1: Hey.
2: Like, <laughs> what? Not all of it.
0: I mean a lot of it is. I but that said, I I would love for her to be the Democratic nominee. I think it would be great. So, <laughs> uh, go if you're a Democrat. Go pull pull the lever for Marianne Williams.
1: you're you're about to do what people did with Trump is you're underestimating her. What if no, she I'm, became the nominee? And she then she won I, because if she
0: becomes the nominee she will not win.
1: I, 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 we'll see what Google has to say about that.
0: She's not um she's not savvy enough with respect to from what I've seen with from respect to with respect to social media, and like i don't I don't think she would I think she'd get destroyed. Maybe I'm wrong, though, because she does have a huge following, and she's, you know, built herself into a little cult of worshipers. so you know, maybe cult leaders will do well in the next election. I don't know. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. In any case, I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for the bugaloo to start, the boogaloo, whatever the separatists say, What the uh, not separatists, the anarchist collapse say i'm waiting for the huh the hullabaloo no no it's a boogaloo or something i don't know i don't i don't follow i have some people on twitter that use the word but i don't actually know what the word is anyway i'm waiting for the unrest to start and the like there's going to (sighs) be i think there's going to be a balkanization i've really reached that i think it's inevitable at this point so
1: carter uh, I think we should close this episode with you apologizing to me on behalf of men
0: and oh, sure. what have <laughs> men wronged you? What, how have men wronged you?
1: Just historically speaking,
0: mm. you men
1: have, uh, I'm
0: sorry for inventing <laughs> so many things that have made your life easier and, um, building a society in which women are better treated than any society in the history of the planet. I'm, I apologize on behalf of all men.
1: Oh, I see what you're doing. If you're going to accept collective guilt, you're also going to take collective credit.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, I didn't do any of that crap, but if I get the guilt, I get the credit. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you. I accept your apology. and I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll <laughs>
0: put
1: oh. be demanding more of those in the future
0: excellent well uh everyone please don't forget to like and subscribe share the show uh you can uh you can apologize to carrie for your guilt by subscribing on subscribe star so she's right there you can go go look for unsafe space you can make and,
1: reparations uh, on subscribe reparations
0: can happen that's right so thanks everyone have a good day